most of us don't look all that metal. And when we when we were playing live, we would be wearing like glitter all over our faces and bright stuff. Really? Okay. Yeah. And and like Sanjeev would wear like a, you know, like a golden like one piece. Like we dress funny. That's fucking sick. That's yeah. And the thing we liked to happen, quote unquote, was, you know, we'd always get booked with like full grindcore bills, like grind core. And sometimes those crowds liked us. Sometimes I didn't. But more often than not, when they'd watch us getting set up, like and people seeing us like behind the stage, putting glitter all over each other and doing all this stuff, there would be this moment where you could tell the crowd's going mm-hmm. like, I, I don't know about this. And then as soon as we start playing, people are going, oh, OK. <laughs> Welcome to the 160th episode of the Casa Inns Creation. I'm your host, Chris Deering. This is the show interview bands of public figures from the MathCore, MathCore adjacent community. Uh, if you enjoy this content, please like, subscribe, do all the things social. Every little bit helps. And uh, join us every Sunday and Wednesday uh, for the live cast where you can uh, interact with the guests in real time or just hang out in the chat. Uh, you can also subscribe for five bucks to get access to some exclusive emotes as well as access to the interviews before they hit uh, YouTube and other streaming platforms. Uh, you can also uh, do that for free by attaching Amazon Prime account to your Twitch account. It's like taking five bucks from Jeff Bezos' pocket and putting it into mine. Uh, with that out of the way, let me introduce our guest today who dropped their new album, Derangement Exquisite Tenderness, back in July. Welcome in, uh, Dan from Tulip. How's it going? Hello. Hey, it's going good. How are you doing, Chris? I'm doing awesome, man. Thank you so much for uh, for joining us. Uh, so tell us who you are, what you do in the band. Like I said, I already said your name. Your name's Dan, but what, you, what do you do in the band? Yeah, name's Dan. Uh, I play guitar and do kind of backup vocals or one of the vocals in the band. Okay, sick. Um, so, <laughs> did you call yourselves Tulip because your music's as beautiful as a bouquet of flowers, or why did y'all land on that name? Yeah, so um, I know that the other guys will um, give me heck for this, but it's not the flower. We It's a reference to a comic book called Preacher. It's the, the main female oh. character from that comic book oh uh, my god it is holy yeah. crap yeah, yeah. no uh, i watched that tv show when it was on a uh, fucking god what channel was it amc i think F- is fx it was. i think or might maybe it was AMC. fx might have been yeah one, one or the other one or the other yep. but yeah dude that yeah. show was fucking badass that's crazy yeah. i didn't even think the show's the good the, the, the comic series is amazing and yeah so that's i, I named the band originally because okay. sanjeev and i were the original members and that's where it came from huh that's interesting. Dude, that's fucking sick. I was not expecting like that to be the backstory for the name. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how did the band come together? Uh, so, yeah, I kind of already said Sanjeev, the keyboardist and main vocalist, we started it way back like a number of years ago with a different drummer. And it was just a three piece for the longest time. And then uh, the original drummer, Chris, he left um, before we even really recorded anything. And Alec, who was in there all the way till this album, uh, joined on on drums. And then it was just uh, at a show when we were still doing the three piece thing. We finished a set and Cole came up while I still had my guitar on. I was like, hey, do you guys want a bass player sometime? You should. You should. And eventually we just were like, yeah, come play with us. And then it was just that was it from there. <laughs> Of how easy that is. It's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so what year did y'all get started? Um, What year? I think it was probably 2016, probably, okay. when we were starting to write, like, the first ideas. Okay, okay. Um, You ended up dropping a single for you and for me in 2018 and uh, your self-titled album in 2019. Um, I got to ask, what's the deal with the weird sax on the album cover for your self-titled? 
Well, I remember seeing that and being just completely grossed out. Like, what the fuck am I looking at? Some kind of the insect stacks. or something? Or? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> that stuff. So that that's a that's a picture of like a physical thing. Uh -huh. Um, it was made by a woman named Rose, and it's it's these. I think it's like fishnets filled with like fake hair. Um, some filled with others. It's just like fishnets and like leggings filled with stuff. Okay. And that, yeah, and then we Weird. we actually uh, <laughs> it, in our merch display we had those sacks like put in there so that the merch display like looks like the the old record. So it looks disgusting. Is what you're it looks gross. Yeah. Really <laughs> no, I, I totally thought it was some kind of like weird biological thing. Maybe some kind of like eggs or some shit. I don't know. It's fucking uh, fucking weird, man. <laughs> so you hired an artist named Rose. Is that because you guys are named Tulip, or you just have <laughs> no? Just uh, <laughs> circumstance at the time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so now you're back with your second and final album, Derangement Tenderness. Uh, what's different this time around? Yeah, so um, a lot of stuff is different. The original album, I mean, this works perfectly with what I said about how we started, but the original album was like Sanjeev and I kind of wrote all those songs. And then Alec put his kind of flavor drum wise over it. And Cole like joined the band the day before recording. So he oh, was just sure. like, write parts that work. Boom, done. You know, so it's kind of a semi sloppily put together record all said and done and this one we were like obscene perfectionists about like it's all started with beat mapping and like one layer at a time and it took us three i mean we we had the songs pretty much written by the time that first album was out and then oh, we were recording like ever since so it's this huge long way more uh you know intentional process it does sound way better sonically than the last album does. I will yeah, say we were we recorded it better too. The first one we recorded with just like a friend of ours, Elijah, who was just kind of starting recording at the time, and they're they're great. I mean, they do their thing, but they're not metal. Isn't their main game, right? Um, and this time we did it with Adam Tucker at Signature Tone, who you know he's done stuff for Thou and all these other bands. So like he that's his bread and butter, and we we're like, okay, we'll just do that. Well, shit, he fucking killed it, man. Y'all uh, went with a good one. Um, how would you classify your music? We say synth grind, but, you know, uh -huh. we're barely a grind band. And it's it's just like the best funny name we could come up with it for okay. it at the time. Um, that's I mean, that's kind of all it is. It's just like, I don't, I don't know what even what to call it. It's just fast and synths <laughs> i guess like you could probably get away with calling it cyber grind but yeah even it kind of falls in there a little sure. bit yeah because like, you got the synth and stuff but like i'm not sure if synth is enough of a qualifier for cyber grind or whatever right so, i don't know the way i've described is that we just want to be the locust i mean that's... no yeah dude that's like the main <laughs> influence i was getting out of it i even have it in my notes here so uh you're like huge fans of the locust or whatever but uh yeah <laughs> what what are some of the other influences going into this yeah, I mean, a lot of it, we all come from kind of different spots. Like I we all love the Locust for sure. The drummer and I are like big Meshuggah freaks. Um, I'm into a lot of stuff like Imperial Triumphant and then like more odd death metal. And I like Ulcerate and Gorguts and stuff like that. Um, Alec is way more of like a non-metal like jazz is his like he's a jazz guy. That's really his his thing. And oh, then yeah. just like math stuff you know, Cole's into 
all sorts of weird. He's a Frank Zappa guy. That's his that's his whole thing. He listens to I think he listens to Frank Zappa every day. That's sick. <laughs> yeah. And, and Sanjeev likes emo music. So it's it's all it's all different. <laughs> uh well, it's really cool that you'll have uh, such like an eclectic mix of like influences and such. Um, shout out to Brandon Dowdy in chat. Uh, Tulip fucking rules, he says. Um, so it's a great album. You're ending the career on a high note, I guess. Uh, yeah. Why are why are y'all splitting up? Yeah, so I mean, it's a completely amicable thing. We're all still great friends. Uh, really, just comes down to that Sanjeev, uh, who is doing all the sense, all the lead vocals, writes all the lyrics, and it's kind of like a, a major part of the band, kind of irreplaceable. He just started going to med school, um, which we thought was going to be out of state, but is in state kind of close by. Um, but the med school thing does not facilitate being in a band. Uh, so we all kind of figured, hey, let's you know part ways for now or whatever. I've been calling it a soft breakup because if hey, if like, I mean, it's not going to happen now with the Locust, but we said at the time, if the Locust asked us to go on tour, we do it. Uh, <laughs> but so if it's anything like that, you know, the right if the right offer came, we do it or something like that. But. So, I mean, like a word for that exists. It's a hiatus. So why not hiatus, just say you're yeah. going on hiatus? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I went with kind of like a, a more finalized version, like saying that you're breaking up or whatever. Yeah, but that's all really is, is, you know, Sanjeev's doing the med school thing and we all have other things to focus on, so okay um is it, so like there's a chance it's gonna come that you guys are gonna come back together uh there's does, a chance does sanjeev uh plan on I, I hope i'm pronouncing it correctly by the way but uh does he plan on coming back to like where you guys are at to like set up a practice or whatever after school or maybe yeah um i actually i have i have not talked to sanjeev about their after med school plans but i think that's just wholly dependent on where they would work as a doctor exactly you know right. so i mean if i i know sanjeev has a big love for minneapolis and where we're all from and would probably try to come back that'd be sick who knows <laughs> all right um but yeah uh again this album's amazing uh, i i keep saying telling people that oh this is like in my top records for the year but th this one actually is like it's some really really awesome yeah. stuff uh, I feel like y'all are good at uh, good at pushing boundaries, but not making it so like outlandish that it's not something people could connect with. Uh, yeah. So yeah, like again, this is like the locust. Like uh, you hit it, right? This is we it. still we still want people <laughs> to be able to headbang to it. That's the thing. Like there should still be like a riff, you know? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> That's the thing that would always come up in the writing. Like it still needs like you know riffs. <laughs> right, right. You need yeah. But uh, yeah, you guys. Alright, that's awesome. Um, there's no lyrics up on Bandcamp, and I can't find them anywhere online. So, what are the yeah. lyrics about? Um, the mixture of things. So, Sanjeev is the like, the prime lyric writer. Uh, so he basically sets the concept for what everything's about, pretty much after the fact, like after we've written the main chunks of music, and it'll range from stuff like about like being in a leper camp and dying of leprosy, or you know, weird existential dread stuff. Sanjeev tends to like to write his songs like very specific. Like this is about some he's a doctor, too. Right. So it gets medical like this is about some like procedure that's done on someone's brain and every step of the way. So that's usually what it'll end up being. He has an obsession with medical gore, too. So he'll probably describe some gross stuff. <laughs> so no like metaphors and stuff like that. He's like more of like a it's 
Yeah, it's pretty straight to the point, but it's all very flowery language, you know, oh, no okay. pun intended. Yeah, it's like big. He loves his big medical book words. <laughs> OK, OK. Now, college boy here. then. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, so this is tracked, mixed and mastered by Adam Tucker at Signature Time Recording. You already talked a little bit about that, but uh, uh, how was your experience with him? Was he one of the more like hands on kind of people or was he more just letting y'all do your thing? Yeah, I mean, so we I've recorded like upwards of a dozen records with Tucker. Oh, shit. Um, okay. So I've been working with him a long time and so has Alec. Um, so we have kind of always wanted to work with him on this record. And it obviously was a great experience since we've known him for so long. He very feels he's he feels very comfortable to tell us if something sucks, which is good. <laughs> right. You need someone and, to do that sometimes. Yeah. And, you know, he's got a lot of good ideas and is great to work with. For the most part, we didn't really track with him too much. We did drum tracking there, but then I recorded here at home for guitar. Nice. Uh, Cole recorded at their house. Like we all just kind of did it piecemeal because we were most of the main tracking was like season one of COVID, like full lockdown. We were not hanging out. You know, it was season one of COVID. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was when most of the recording was happening was right then just at home. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, Tucker. Tucker's fantastic to work with. He, you know, pretty much right out the gate will give you something that you would feel comfortable releasing. I think we went through like once we were done with the actual tracking, it was like three mixes and done. Nice. That's what's up, yeah. man. Jesus. Uh, so did it feel weird recording stuff on your own? Yeah, it was the first time I'd ever done that. Um, but now I prefer it for sure. Um, okay. That's. I mean, I especially as a guitar player in a weird band like that, being able to spend so much time like layering and getting like all these huge guitar big parts and like hiding stuff too, lots of hidden stuff where I'd mark it and be like, this is like how many dB this should be against this and just so nitpicky. It was fun. That's fun for me. Okay. Whereas if I'm doing it live in the studio, I'm like, I'm going to lay down one and then a double and then I don't want to take up more time. Right, right. Well, then you also have yeah. people like staring at you or whatever. Like, yeah, uh, I guess yep. like waiting for time, but also just like, you know, nitpicking every little like thing that you do or whatever. whatever. Exactly. So, yeah, we had a lot. And that's the same for Cole. I know with bass tracking, they felt the same way. They were able to just like piecemeal stuff really nice and really dial in the effects because we both have like big pedal boards that we do dumb stuff with. <laughs> so how long did it take uh, from starting recording to finishing the album? Uh, I think it was end all be all three years from God damn from like, yeah. like starting recording. Yeah, because I mean, the first the first step of recording was just making a, a MIDI drum of the entire album. Mm-hmm. And then I recorded guitar over that. Then we recorded drums over that. Then bass was over that. And then synth took like a full year and a half. God damn. It was, it was, I mean, there was like, you know, COVID was happening right, right then. Right. It was like it was we were taking a long time for sure because we were like, but all of us trying to find new jobs and all of us not sure what the future looks like, you gotcha, know? Gotcha. So there was some weird stuff. So it wasn't like break. three years, like recording every day or every other day. No. It was like, you know, you no, know absolutely not. Breaks or whatever. Gotcha. <laughs> yep. Cause when you say three years to record, it's like, holy shit, that's a long time. Oh, yeah. No, we were being <laughs> slow about it. There's, you know, all sorts of uncertainty in the air, but gotcha, we got gotcha. it there. <laughs> uh, so we got your artwork up on screen um, and it's done by Raz Zalhagu. 
I think so. I've I've we've actually never spoken to each other, so I I've never heard them pronounce their name. So okay, well let's go with Roz then. Um, Yes. So what is what is the image exactly supposed to supposed to represent? Um, I so we found her from uh just you know browsing like glitch artists, which is you know like an art form we're all into. We all like that look. Uh, we didn't give them much direction. We like sent them an early version of the record, and we were like, we like you know stuff that does not look typically metal like no skulls no blood no you know none of that stuff for sure and we just wanted something kind of light and airy and that was what that was what they came up with and there's they they sent us four pieces all together that are all like if you get the cd it's all in there they're like there's a back artist art on the cd all this other stuff that all kind of matches like one piece is like a zoomed in thing on their hands one's like a male figure to kind of give the opposite and stuff like that so it's really not based on anything other than like hey here's the record don't do metal stuff make it look nice <laughs> uh it really reminds me i'm trying to look up the fucking record now because i can't remember the name of it but uh it's it's like awake the dreamless or something like that um th- god i can't remember the name of it now but it's like a picture of like a sky and it's a, b- a big grindcore band you mm-hmm. know what i'm talking about well there's discordant access that's that, it discordant yep. access yes is it yes. that one yeah, yeah. that that out al- the i mean the big album from them that's the one that this really reminds me of when i first saw yeah. it so i was thinking of is that what y'all were trying to like get close to or it didn't come up but i thought that when we got the final version too because i'm a big fan of that band so i was like oh cool it looks like discordant access i'm down like <laughs> that looks tight i really like the way and i feel like it fits your music pretty well um we have a music video, an animated music video. Okay, it's really loud. One sec. There we go. Okay. Um. So yeah, video for a uh, creature, not a bug, which I love that title so much. That's so good. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of puns. If you aren't familiar. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. So who did this video for y'all? Yeah. Um. The production company is called or company. I mean, it's one guy, but it's uh called Noxbite GFX. It's a dude named Mafi. I'm probably pronouncing his name wrong, but he's like a, I think he's from Lithuania, um, out of country for sure. Uh, but yeah, we, we found a bunch of his work from some like, you know, European death metal bands that we're kind of into. And we, well, I guess going backwards, we, you know, had this, we had the idea for this video since, I don't know, 2018. Like we, we knew, like we had this image in all of our heads, like what we wanted. And we always wanted it to be cool 3D world. If you if you're familiar with cool 3D world, no, I'm not. He he does like stuff on Adult Swim and shorts okay. like that. It's very similar to this, like 3D animated, weird. Um, he never got back to us. We went through some other people, and we had this guy in the back of our heads kind of the whole time. But all of the other material that we could find of his was for these death metal bands that was very like on the nose, like blood, gore, <clears throat> like death metal mm-hmm. stuff which we're like not into for what we were doing. But eventually we we're just like came to the obvious conclusion of like, we just got to tell him we don't want that and he'll make something awesome. Um, so we hit him up and, you know, I, I'm actually like more happy with what came out of going with this guy than what would have came out of cool 3d world. Cause I can like picture that. I know what it would look like. Uh, but yeah, it was simple as that. We just hit him up. And we're like, here's this idea. Can you do it? And he was like, yeah, it'll just take me like five months. So we're like, okay. <laughs> Well, it came out really well. Uh, like it, it looks so realistic, man. It's fucking wild. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was really fun. Like, I mean, I talked to him 
the first time we did like a little Zoom meeting. And when I was telling him the idea, you know, like there was a big language barrier. Like he had to keep telling me to slow down because he like barely spoke English. And I was like, oh, okay. So like this, this I wonder how this is going to like translate and work out. And then like two months later, he sent me the first images of like the science guy. And he's like, here's what I've been like rendering for the main character. And I was like, you can do just whatever you want. Like, I trust you. Like, as soon as he sent me that, I was like, this is perfect. <laughs> so what is the story exactly in, in the video? Yeah. So, I mean, it came from like, you know, like we were on tour. It was a night of partying. We were joking around. So it's like a dumb idea. Uh, but it was like, what if the Large Hadron Collider was instead of particles, it was babies. And then we were like, what if the babies opened a portal to hell? And we just couldn't stop riffing on it for a tour. And we're like, that would be a great music video, man. Like <laughs> the babies. That's it, though. It's just like a babies opening the portal to hell. Large Hadron Collider. That's it. Okay. And then at the end of it, it's it has it's like the doctor in the Hadron Collider. Yeah, I guess? That was that that was Madi. He like he was he was like, I'm going to add a like we never even had a central character in mind. And that was his whole thing. He's like, this needs a central character. It needs to have something to follow. And he put in the science guy. And then he came to me. He's like, what if at the end, like the science guy is in the large Hadron Collider? And I was like, cool. Like, I love it. <laughs> yeah, whatever, man. As long as it's weird. <laughs> yeah, as long, yeah, as long as it's weird, like we're down. <laughs> oh, he, he did some great fucking work. Yeah, I highly suggest him, honestly. Like, super easy to work with. Like, you know, everything was quick and easy, like constant updates. So like, you know, for you or like any musician listening with that kind of stuff, that can be a huge pain in the neck when you're getting album assets made. Right. And this guy was like a breeze to work with. Like, ah, I'd never had any worries. So Knox pit awesome. GFX go to him. <laughs> How do you spell it real quick? It's N O X B I T E GFX. Um, so, uh, yeah. Uh, you guys are breaking up, but some of y'all are involved in other projects and stuff. Yep. You want to go ahead and shout out what other bands are going on? Yeah, definitely. So I do vocals in like a hardcore metalcore band called Wanderer. Um, I also play guitar in a sludge band called Northless, and we're all still playing shows. Uh, you know, Wanderer just recorded an EP that we'll hopefully be putting out soon. Ooh. And Northless, we just dropped a record called A Path Beyond Grief, and that's on Translation Lost Records. That just came out like a week or so ago. Nice. Um, and then Alec and Cole together are doing another band called Mal. That's M-A-L. And Alec is playing guitar in that band instead of drums. And he and and he's an obs if you listen to the our record, you know he's an obscene drummer, and he is also just as good at guitar, which I hate. He's he's a worlds better than I am, or most people I know. It's ridiculous that he gets to be that good at both things. Um, but it, that's like a math, more math rock kind of stuff with saxophone and oh just shit, really yeah, way out there. It's really fun. Um, and that's all they're doing. Alec also plays guitar in a band called Services. That's kind of just like pop rock stuff. Okay. And then, yeah, Sanjeev's not doing any other music right now because of Doctor stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Awesome, man. Uh, we'll have to keep up with all your stuff. Uh, we'll have to get like uh, Wander on for the fucking to talk about the EP and stuff. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> so uh, there's no like final tour or anything happening. You already did the final shows. Y'all already yeah. up. Yeah, we did. I mean, uh, Sanjeev's med school stuff come up came up sooner than we thought. So he actually 
he was in med school by the time we did the last show. So he had to like drive down and sleep at my house and like play show and leave. Yeah. Cause he's like, I'm already in it. So that's kind of that on that. But you know, there's, there's been chit chats here and there of like, Hey, come down. We'll like do a one off or we'll do a little weekend. So there's, you know, there's, there's talks here and there. Okay. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, you guys have played a lot of shows. What's the best show you guys have played? Best show is that's a, that's a toss up. I'd say one of our favorites was this show we played in, um, Oh my gosh! Why well, Detroit? It was the uh, the Trumbleplex. I don't know if you're familiar. Never heard of that, but it's, it sounds awesome. It it is very awesome. It's one of the the longest running like DIY punk venues like currently in existence. Okay. And it's this just you know it's like a blown out warehousey space, and just awesome like super fun bands and just a great like one of those just like super simple. It's a great crowd and. It, what the thing happened at that show that like is our favorite thing and it happened in the greatest way that being that like most of us don't look all that metal and when we when we were playing live we would be wearing like glitter all over our faces and bright stuff really okay yeah and and like sanjeev would wear like a you know like a golden like one piece so, like we dress funny that's fucking kinda. sick that's so yeah sick. and the thing we liked to happen quote unquote was, you know, we'd always get booked with like full grind core bills, like grind core. And sometimes those crowds liked us. Sometimes they didn't. But more often than not, when they'd watch us getting set up, like and people seeing us like behind the stage, putting glitter all over each other and doing all this stuff, there would be this moment where you could tell the crowds going, mm, mm, like, I, I don't know about this. And then as soon as we start playing, people are going, oh, OK. <laughs> and, and that happened at that show like so beautifully, like as we were playing, multiple heckles happen or as we're setting up about to play couple heckles like, oh, what's this? As soon as we play, just full mosh going on. And I was like, OK, that's great. The ver- the best version of my favorite thing. <laughs> well, also your name's Tulip. So uh, do that. Yeah, right. It says so well. That's, that's hilarious. Makes me even more depressed that we were never able to get a show together or whatever. Uh, <laughs> maybe on one of those days off. But so yeah. you guys dress, always have glitter on or like how does that how did that start in the band? For the most part, yeah, especially before COVID when we were touring like a lot. Um, it started as a tour thing. We just like were doing it every night on tour because it was fun. And then it just became a thing. And for the most part, it wasn't like costumes like Cole and I would just wear our normal clothes and then just like bunch of glitter and all sorts of other stuff like on our face. And Sanji would like wear all sorts of funny outfits because he was the front man, you know, <laughs> he like last last show. He went full uh, black parade, like my chemical romance, like one of those black, like marching band jackets. Oh, shit. OK, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's crazy, man. <laughs> so doesn't the glitter just get everywhere, though? I could imagine yeah. it's like tour van. It'd be just like, oh, it's everywhere. You just like everywhere. we were fully acceptant that like we you just you have glitter all over your stuff and you <laughs> will for a while after that tour. And it's just that's the way it goes. <laughs> uh, so what's the worst show you guys have played? Worst show? Worst one's tough. Um, I might this one's I'd say worst, but it's like funny to me. We uh we were playing in Cleveland at uh now that's class, which is like a pretty popular touring spot. But it was, you know, off night. I think we we're playing on a Monday or Tuesday on that on that run. So nobody. I think there was like two people there, which is fine, whatever. I'm not complaining about that. The the part that made it the worst was 
there was this opening person like band person. I'm not going to name any names for the sake of the story, but th- it was this like performance that involved a lot of odd statements and things. So we were getting kind of creeped out by this performance, which was odd for us even. And we're like, man, this is kind of, this guy's creepy. Like this is off. Like just getting that whole feeling of like, Oh man, is when's this guy going to say something like really bad? Like you're just waiting for it. Never really happened, but there's this weird air after the show. That was where we had to stay. was this dude's house. Cause there was <laughs> nowhere else for us to stay. <laughs> there was this moment of us just doing after show, like, we're close friends. We have a way of communicating. We ended up creeping him out. Like, like he was like, oh, okay. Like you guys are weird. I got to go to bed. And we we're like, oh my God, like we creeped him out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is a fun turnaround. <laughs> uh, erratic drone in chat says that they were at that show. I think it's the, the best one. They, who knows? They might've been at the worst one. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, so you got CDs up on your band camp uh oh they said that they are uh your cousin actually yeah they were at the worst one then <laughs> uh but yeah you have cds and shirts up on your band camp uh any chance of getting vinyl um not at the moment no there's no offers for it um and i'm if anyone were gonna spend the money on doing it out of pocket it would be me and i it's not really possible at the moment I do want to like I could like I think I have my own plans if nothing happens to do a short run of like 10 inches of the new record at some point. But I did in my own life just buy a house and I'm getting married as well. So like all my money is tied up. So (laughs) gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. Um, So go ahead and uh, wrap this up with the album of the year. Yeah. Album of the year. Um, I'd say. It's between two. It's the new Imperial Triumphant um, or the Mismore Thou collab album. I really liked both of those. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Not at all. Not grindcore bands. Like I was no. kind of figuring we were going to get some grindcore bands. No, it's a, I mean, it's always changing what I'm listening to. So those just have been like on very constant repeat for me. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, well, is there anything you want to say before we get on out of here? Uh, no. Uh, well, the only thing I will shop in here is on our band camp. We still have a lot of these shirts here where every single one is different. We still have so many They're different. Out. Yeah. Uh, since the way it's printed is on this like color scale thing. Okay. The, the way the colors shift are different on every single one. So it's like a random, what? like whatever, when you buy one, I just send it to you and they're all like, maybe the pink will only be this much and it'll get blue sooner. Or, you know what I mean? what that's so weird like what kind of printing process is that no idea but they said it was like it was made it really cheap to make these so (laughs) interesting but they're well printed it was just like since they didn't have to like reset this weird color here they just like just keep doing it every time it'd be different it like cost way less that's crazy dude i've never heard of that before yeah uh only in the morning 42 says yo sup i love the new uh, tulip album you sick fucks Hey, yay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, anything else you wanted to say or? No, I mean, that's all like uh, check out the new Northless album that's on Translation Lost. Check out Mal, you know, that's oh, yeah. kind of what we're that's what we're doing now. Yeah. Check out Wanderer. Check out Wanderer as well. Yeah, we'll be probably announcing some new stuff soon. We got some shows coming up and we're going to be playing in um, in Iowa with Ken Mode next month. So that'll be a fun one. Nice. Yeah. 
Um, isn't Phil Body going along with him too? Yeah, they'll be at that show. And those God, are actually that's like, crazy. Those are really good friends of ours. Yeah, like nice. we're we're really tight with. We were just on the road with them, and it was super fun. Dude, I got to see him at Mathcore Index Fest, and like it was fucking insane, dude. Did, did you see Sunless as well? Those are good friends of mine. Uh, I actually I had to miss them, but uh, uh, yep. yeah, I got in there just in time for Phil Body, and that uh, was fucking crazy. But uh, anyway, uh, if you're looking for some nasty sludgy math grind, you got to check out Derangement Exquisite Tenderness, the new album from Tulip, which dropped back in July. Uh, you're on Facebook, Bandcamp, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter, uh, and all streaming platforms. Is there uh, any other kind of like uh, social media stuff or like, do you have a website you want to direct people to? No website. Check out the video on YouTube. You know, that's the big one. But that's yeah, that's all of them. Alrighty. Uh, as for me, drop my channel, follow so you always know when I go live. You can also sub to get access to the interviews before they hit YouTube and uh, streaming platforms, as well as get some exclusive emotes. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. YouTube folks, if you enjoyed the video, please drop drop a like, tickle the notification bell. Don't forget to subscribe. It's a great way to support me for free. Check out my music, The Sound That Ends Creation, at soundthatendscreation.bandcamp.com. Uh, my next guest is Austin-based mathcore act The Bearer, who dropped their new album Chained to a Tree back in July through Silent Pendulum Records. Uh, join us this Wednesday the 17th at 7 p.m. Central for the live cast. Thanks for being here, Dan. Hope you had a good time. Thanks. Hell yeah, and thank you guys for watching and listening. Five, one, six, 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 six